Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Marjorie Taylor Greene recently highlighted the story of a mother whose two sons died when they ingested pills they did not realize were laced with fentanyl. They died. When asked, Joe Biden began laughing. And he's just basically like, that wasn't my fault. That was the Trump administration completely missing the point and being rather callous when talking about a mother who lost her two children. You see, the story is the mother basically said, if the border was secure, these drugs would not be coming across. My kids would be alive. In turn, the Biden administration's failures in this regard will likely result in more death. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene blamed Joe Biden's. I'll show you the tweet so you can see the full context. But she was like, these are the Biden administration's policies that are causing this. And it's technically the truth. To clarify, Biden was not the president when these two young men died. Trump was. However, Trump was actively trying to stop the border crisis. And whenever he talked about the drugs and the cartels, they would call him racist. So, of course, you have Joe Biden's complete and total failure on the southern border. And when they come out and say, here's an example of what happens if you don't solve this problem, Biden starts laughing and says, that was the other guy. (laughs) Wow. I mean, come on, man. Look, Biden, I'm not sure he actually cares about running again because he's got so much under his belt in terms of getting destroyed in another election. Look at this. This is my favorite one. My favorite one is when the East Palestine crisis happens, Trump goes to East Palestine with supplies and buys McDonald's for first responders with a smile on his face. And Joe Biden flies to Ukraine. I hope you all realize when you vote for Biden and when you vote for Democrats, you are voting for Ukraine. Now, maybe you like Ukraine. I certainly do. But, you know, I kind of think that we should be spending our tax dollars on saving the lives of children in this country. You got Janet Yellen now. This one's really great. Talking about the moral duty Americans have to protect the borders of Ukraine. It's just it's so fascinating. You know, it's almost like these people aren't American. They don't care about this country. They don't care about the states. And I hear a lot of people saying federalism is the answer. Federalism. And I'm just like, there is no federal government. And so when talking about federalism, the states having more power and the federal government having less power, there's going to be serious problems between states. What we need, in my opinion, is a functioning federal government, which we do not have. We have Joe Biden laughing about a woman whose kids died. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, come on, dude. Uh, true, maybe true. 
And then we have Biden and Yellen going to Ukraine being like, this country is more important than ours. That's the message being sent to the American people right now. Here's a story from Fox News. Biden slammed for laughing while discussing mom who lost two children, two children to fentanyl. Shameful. Biden made the comments during the House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference on Wednesday. President Biden was criticized for letting out a laugh as he discussed a mother who lost her two children to fentanyl overdoses in 2020. Biden chuckled while discussing the situation during the House Democratic Caucus, blah, blah, blah. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene pinned blame on the government for failing to stop the inflow of illicit drugs into America during a House hearing on the southern border crisis. Her comments were in response to testimony from Rebecca Kiesling, whose two sons died on, Jan- on July 29th, 2020, due to fentanyl poisoning. According to the Detroit News, the two consumed what they thought were Percocet pills, but contained fentanyl. The, this government has failed you. And it's failing American families, and it's failing most of all, it's failing our children and our young people, Green said during the hearing on Tuesday. So let me slow down and uh, say this. Yeah, there's some blame to the Trump administration. He was the president when this happened. But by some blame, I mean like 1%. Why? 1% as in like the smallest possible amount. He was in charge. He does oversee this. But the problem is for the Biden administration, Trump was actively trying to stop it. So can I really blame him? Can I really be mad? Like, I'll put it this way. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm not even going to say that. I wanted, to, I wanted to have it be like Donald Trump was the president, so the buck stops with him. Now, nah, I take it back. If there's a burning building and the previous homeowner is the one who started the fire and a new guy comes in and immediately starts trying to put the fire out, I'm not going to blame him for the people who died. So I'll tell you this. Let's just get down to brass tacks. Whose fault is this? Obama. And guess what? Who is VP under Obama? Joe Biden. Now come out and tell me, oh, but Donald Trump was president. When Donald Trump was running for president, he said, we got to stop this problem. When Donald Trump got elected, he started working to stop the problem. I am not going to blame him for a problem that existed under the Obama administration with Vice President Biden that they didn't fix when Donald Trump was trying to fix it. If you're going to come out and you're going to laugh and you're going to play this game. Now, let me, let me clarify. Typically, I'd like to say the buck stops with the president. That's why I said Trump gets some blame. He is the president, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. If the Democrats want to play this game of it's your fault, so be it. Not my fault, so be it. Then, then fine. Then we will play politics. And I will say Biden was VP. Trump was desperately trying to put out his fires. And now we're here with Biden laughing at the death of a woman's children. Incredible, isn't it? Listen to this mother who lost two children to fentanyl poisoning. Tell the truth about their son's murders because of the Biden administration's refusal to secure our border and stop the cartels from murdering Americans every day by Chinese fentanyl. While discussing Green's comments on the loss of Kiesling's sons, Biden laughed. Isn't, isn't she amazing? Oof, he laughed. I should digress. Probably I've read she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that the fentanyl they took came during the last administration. Shameful and embarrassing, Jim Banks said. Shameful and embarrassing indeed. Because Joe Biden was the vice president. Joe Biden was the vice president when the problems were were in full swing. And Donald Trump came in to try and stop those fires. So, yeah, Biden, it is your fault. Well, the mom's slamming back. How dare you? Mother who lost her both sons to fentanyl poisoning says she is shocked at despicable Biden for laughing at the claim his policies are to blame. 
for the deaths and demands an apology. Rebecca Kiesling's sons died. She lives in Michigan. Last night, Biden invoked Kiesling's story to poke fun at Marjorie Taylor Greene, telling an audience of chuckling Democrats at the House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference. The interesting thing is that fentanyl the boys took came during the last administration. Ha ha. Kiesling, in a video posted online on Wednesday night, reacted to his comments with fury. This is how you speak about the death of my sons? Because a congresswoman misspoke, you mock the loss of my sons? Marjorie Taylor Greene may have misspoke. What she should have said is the Biden administration is refusing to implement policies and refusing, and I should say with their current policies, encouraging the spread of these dangerous drugs, and it is making the crisis at the border worse. The policies that we are seeing from Joe Biden will result in more stories like this. Well, Donald Trump was actively trying to stop it. It's funny, they hate Trump so much. They just hate him so much, they blame him for literally everything. I try to be a little bit more nuanced and balanced. You know, is it Joe Biden's fault? Look, Barack Obama was called deporter in chief. So let's get serious. During the Obama administration, they were actually deporting tons of people. They were really upset about it, actually. But this is the game that they want to play. This is the game that Joe Biden wants to play. The border crisis is worse than ever. He could come out and say, I feel for this mother and her lost children. And I understand we do have a very serious problem on the border with fentanyl. Trust me, mark my words. We are we will put an end to this and we are doing what we can. I will speak to Marjorie Taylor Greene and try and come up with some solutions to make sure that no mother has to mourn the loss of her children. Be, do that. Oh, you know what, man? There's no honor. There's no integrity. There's only politics. There's only Joe Biden going, <laughs> that was the other guy. Yeah, joke's on you. Yeah, I was joking about running for office last night. I'll never do it. But I just so desperately want a politician who will just say it. I'm sorry to hear of your loss. It brings me tremendous grief. Just know that outside of the politics, we really are trying to stop this crisis. And hopefully we can come to some solutions. And I will work with Marjorie Taylor Greene to find those solutions. Marjorie, my office is available for your call. He can't do that. He can't just say something like that. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't believe him anyway, to be completely honest. I think they want the crisis at the border. Because if they had the, Biden has the ability the, the, to, to, to put a stop to this. They don't, though. No, I think they want the crisis at the border because they're bringing in illegal immigrants and shipping them around because I, I think they're playing the long game. It's what California does with bringing in illegal immigrants so that they can get more electoral college vote power. How dare you? What is the matter with you? Almost every Democrat on the committee offered condolences. They at least had the decency to do that. Fair point. You can't even do that. You have to mock my pain. She also pointed the rise in fentanyl deaths across the country since Biden took office, saying my children died about six months before he became president. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll 
also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. There have been failed policies by many administrations for far too long, ever since there was a surge in drug deaths due to fentanyl. This has been a problem for a long time. But what about the 22% increase in fentanyl deaths since you became president? Biden is a scumbag. Sorry, man. You know, I'll try not to be partisan on this, but this is exactly the point. This woman does not represent Donald Trump's failures. She just represents the problem at the border. And you can criticize Trump. Please do it with my blessing. But under Biden, a 22% increase in fentanyl deaths. And then he laughs. Biden could come out and agree to work on a bipartisan solution. We don't get that. We don't get that. No, we don't get that. We get this. Suspect in rape and murder of 20-year-old autistic woman was illegal border crosser, alleged MS-13 gang member released by the Biden administration into the U.S., despite arrest before killing. Laugh at that, Joe Biden. That one happened under the other guy. How about this 20-year-old autistic woman who was raped and murdered under your watch because your administration will not solve for this problem? That's what I'm sick of. They want it. They encourage it. We got big problems in this country, man. Last night I said this on the members only show, TimCast.com. Head over to TimCast.com, click the join us button, become a member, watch the members only show from last night. I'll give you a a, a bit. uh, Becoming a member supports all the work we do. All of this is primarily funded by memberships at TimCast.com. I'm trying to get away from advertisers because I don't want to be beholden to them. So become a member at TimCast.com if you support the work that I do. And then watch the members only from last night. And I'll basically tell you what I told what I said last night. There's no classical liberal solution to these problems. There's none. For the longest time, we try to be good stewards of freedom and liberty and personal responsibility and, and meritocracy and all those things, for which I believe in. The problem is our goodwill is exploited by evil people over and over and over again. And perhaps that's why people like Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire are correct when they say, be a little bit meaner to bad people. Yeah, he's right. What's the classically liberal solution to the problems faced by this country? You have a group of people who believe in freedom, personal responsibility, meritocracy. Asking for a debate with people who believe in might makes right. The left makes the argument over and over again that you can't tolerate fascism or authoritarianism because then they will eventually take over. They have this Karl Popper meme. And you know what? They're not completely wrong. We try to maintain rigorous debate, but we see what happens. When you give these people an inch, they will take a mile. Crackpot authoritarians. So my view is this. I'm a fairly libertarian individual, but I believe in borders for a nation. And I've argued with many libertarians who don't believe in borders. One guy was like, you, you believe imaginary lines exist? And I was like, what, what is that supposed to mean, dude? You think that like you can't walk across a thing because it's an imaginary line? And it's just like, that is a child's argument for uh, 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 about borders. My argument for borders is this. We are a people, a community, a community. 
We have defensive capabilities, and we assert a limit to which we will enforce those defensive capabilities to protect the views that we hold and the way we want to live. That is, on the southern border, we extend the constitutional rights to a limit. And then we say to Mexico, where they extend their influence, we will not butt heads. That means if you have no border, there is no way to defend your rights. So classical liberalism, personal responsibility, all that stuff, right? It's like a center-right libertarian kind of philosophy. But we got to have borders because we have to say this is where we draw the line. We will defend our communities from those who infringe upon us. The problem is we have far leftists who are infringing upon us inside our country. And that means we need borders. We need a limit where we say we believe in free speech and personal responsibility, but not if you cross this line. What I mean to say is Matt Walsh says be a little bit meaner. He's probably right. Dissuade people from being nasty and evil. And I would say this. I said it a while ago. I will not defend the free speech of those who oppose free speech. That's it. You get what you want. You get what you deserve. If there is a man who comes to me and says, I believe everyone should have a right to free speech. I'll say, I agree completely. And then if the government comes down and cracks him with a truncheon saying, do not speak, I'll say, hey, don't you do that. We, we believe in free speech. If that then guy who wants to beat somebody for their free speech says, I have a right to beat whoever I want. And then he gets cracked in there with a truncheon by another cop saying, no, you don't. You can't speak up. Shut your mouth. I'll say, thank you, officer. The person who wants free speech to be suppressed got what they asked for. Which brings me to the problem faced by this country. A 20-year-old autistic woman was raped and murdered by an MS-13 member. We are sitting here in this country watching hypoxic Democrat voters vote for a man who would exacerbate our country's problems. What do we do? If these people were coming to the table, the Democrats, to have a legitimate argument and say, look, I know these things are bad, but there's a reason why we're engaged in these policies, I'd say, okay. And sometimes they do. But for the most part, they don't. They refuse to debate. They refuse to engage and they lie. Okay, here's what I have to say. For the people who believe in an honest conversation and debate, I will extend to you that courtesy. And to the people who lie, cheat and steal and seek to destroy everything, I I will extend to you the very same courtesy. I believe that if we as a community, as a culture, share moral values, we thrive. When we don't, well, we don't thrive. And thus, I view those who would seek to undermine and destroy this country, implement policies that result in the rape and murder of young women as bad people undeserving of my defense. So, well, I won't censor people. I won't advocate for their censorship. I will not defend them when the problems of their own making come home to roost. Now, perhaps we should go a little bit further and say, fight fire with fire. And that's some, a bit of what I, th- I think we are seeing. There's this tweet from the Krasensteins. I might do a segment on it later where they're like, Republicans now want to issue boycotts, but they said they don't believe in cancel culture, blah, blah. I don't care. I used to say this. I'm not going to boycott. You know, uh, Hulu once put up this tweet being like, don't wear Halloween costumes that appropriate someone's culture. And then I said, this is really, really stupid. You should delete it. They did. And then everyone's like, boycott Hulu. And I'm like, I'm not going to boycott Hulu because of a dumb tweet. I don't play the stupid games the left does. Now, now it's time to play a different game. And the game goes like this. If you're a big corporation 
and you put out a dumb tweet, I will boycott you. If you are Disney and you thank the security forces that are operating concentration camps, I will boycott you. If you come out and say, I apologize, I will subscribe in two seconds. There's limits. You know, if they're still thanking these security forces, well, I'm not going to come out and thank you. You know what I mean? But my point is this. Do the right thing, and then I will give you my money. Do the wrong thing, and I will oppose you. Extend the wrong thing to a great degree, and uh, I'll do more than act. Uh, I will actively oppose you, and I will seek alternatives, and I will seek to promote them. I'll put it this way. However much money you stand to lose from me unsubscribing from your service, I will cost you 1,000-fold in bad PR. It's, we cannot just sit back and let Biden and Democrats rip, gut, and extinguish the flame of this nation. You know, Brian Cranston was being interviewed, and he was like, make America great again. When was America ever great for black people? This is why they take issue and they say it's racist. And I'm just like, America was great when our economy was good. When was America great for black people? Well, it was great for any American when the economy was better. Like, make America great again. This is a great nation. How about it was great when Union soldiers laid down their lives to preserve this country and ultimately lead to the, uh, the, the war that uh, fight the war that led to the end of slavery? Was that not great? I am not saying that the black community has has gone through the best of times in this country. I'm saying make America great again isn't specifically about the bad times. It's just saying let's make it great again. That means in order to be great by any global standard, it would have to be better than it is now. But he said it's racist. No. Y'all are racist. Y'all are nuts. I, I want to make America great again. America was great for a long time. It had problems. And the reason the country was great was because we overcame those problems. If it's going to be great again, that means we have to be better than we are now. And that means ensuring civil rights for all people, bolstering the economy, and making people just have a better quality of life. These people aren't doing that. They're ripping it apart at the seams, and they're laughing as they do it. Janet Yellen claims U.S. taxpayers have duty to defend Ukraine's border from invasion. That's a bit hyperbolic on Breitbart's part, but that's effectively what she said. She said that uh, U.S. economic assistance plays a foundational role in supporting Ukraine's resistance to Russia's illegal and immoral war. And President Zelensky has said, our assistance is not charity. It's an investment in global security and democracy. And she's like, we got to defend it. We have to do it. Joe Biden can come out. He can ignore the problem. He can mock our pain. He didn't care. He's not a good dude. He flew to Ukraine to deliver $500 million. And Donald Trump at the same time flew to East Palestine to give supplies to the people suffering a toxic chemical spill and train derailment. Make your choice. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, we hang on the precipice of a historical moment, the removal, the outright termination of Big Boob's teacher, the breaking news from the post-millennial Canadian trans shop teacher with massive prosthetic breasts, no longer teaching at school. How could this be? They got Big Boob's teacher. Wow. Well, it's funny because I feel like so many conservatives are falling for this obvious hoax, but, uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this teacher really just is some kind of pervert fetishist and trying to get off in front of kids or whatever, which is 
nasty. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I think this is clear. This dude, Big Boob's teacher, is pulling a fast one. This is in Canada. And I believe the Big Boob's teacher is trying to get fired so that they can file a lawsuit. So he can file a lawsuit for discrimination and taint nothing they can do about it. So after revelations that Big Boob's teacher actually doesn't wear the Big Boob's outside when not working, they placed Big Boob's teacher on administrative leave. Okay, I'm assuming most of you know the story, but uh, you have this uh, teacher with big fake prosthetic fetish toys on there on, on, on his chest, going to the school and claiming to be trans. When confronted about it, they claimed uh, he claims that he has gigantomastia, which is a, a sensitivity to estrogen, which causes his boobs to become very, very big. OK, they're not real boobs. Dude's walking around without them, at least reportedly. Big boobs teacher claims that the individual seen in the photograph is not actually him. But there's a viral meme that went around for a while saying that this dude almost got fired for criticizing wokeness. And so then one day shows up with big old massive ditties and says, you can't fire me. I'm trans. I look, we did a whole bit over on Cast Castle. Go to go to go to uh, go to TimCast.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Become a member. Watch the Cast Castle episode. We did a bit about this about a guy who's scared of getting fired, so he pretends to be trans with big fake boobs, inspired by Big Boobs Teacher. Now, the real story here is what's happening in schools in the United States and Canada is horrifying. There's a story going around right now I talked about last night about drag for babies. Drag sex performances for babies happening in London. So I don't know. I, I feel like everything's kind of imploding and falling apart. But I don't know if I'm mad at this guy, right, the big boobs teacher, because you get a lot of conservatives who are like, he's a pervert and he's trying to, you know, put wear his fetish toys in front of kids, you know, and it's like, yeah, but maybe he's hoaxing everybody to make a point, And it's actually some kind of roguish attack on the system to force them to reconcile the absurdity of their laws. The response from many conservatives has been, even if that's the case, this is not appropriate to be around high school kids. Fair point. Here's the problem. It's already protected and legal and happening. Why get mad at Big Boob's teacher if Big Boob's teacher is trying to call out the machine and call out the system and put them in an untenable situation, which could actually cause it to collapse? Here's the controversy. Post Millennial's got the report. Breaking Canadian trans shop teacher with massive prosthetic breasts no longer teaching. Kayla Lemieux, a biological male, trans Canadian shop teacher who teaches class wearing oversized prosthetic breasts has reportedly been placed on leave from Oakville Trafalgar High School. Board spokesperson Heather Francie told the Toronto Sun in a statement, whilst uh, while not currently on an active assignment, the teacher remains employed with the HDSB. Until now, the board had previously supported Lemieux's right to teach while wearing massive fake breasts, despite the backlash. The board's decision came after the New York Post investigated Lemieux and photographed Lemieux without fake breasts and dressed in men's clothing. 
Let's see. It's uh, e- uh, Eli or Ellie. Canton Nantel says, kudos to the New York Post for exposing shop teacher Kayla Lemieux, who has now been placed on leave. This is a big win for students and parents. Hmm, interesting. They say the New York Post paper hired a Toronto for- photographer to work with their reporters to learn more about Kayla Lemieux and spent a month doing research. While the Post team took pictures and videos of Lemieux dressed as a woman, it also captured an image which the paper claimed showed Lemieux without breasts and dressed in men's attire. That changed the game and resulted in Lemieux never being in class again. Now, 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 hold on there, gosh darn minute. Why? Are trans people not allowed to just wear regular clothes? Maybe, maybe Kayla Lemieux has to get these prosthetic breasts washed. How about that? Well, the teacher told the Toronto Sun, the picture was not me. The Post stuck by it, insisting they knew the teacher's routine, car, license plate, apartment building, and neighbors. Very interesting. It was the photo of Lemieux just as a man that led to the teacher being placed on leave by the board. Lemieux claimed the picture wasn't him, etc., etc. Every woman everywhere tweeted, no surprise here, as we predicted months ago. Kayla Lemieux is not trans. He's just a pervert. And what he's doing is 100% sexual harassment. I look forward to the day when female students and staff file suit against the school board. I, I think this is a hoax meant to strike at the heart of the system. The Post described an incident where Lemieux was photo- uh, photographed exiting the school dressed in breasts and a wig, went briefly shopping at a department store, went home, and then emerged wearing men's sweatpants, trainers, a gray t-shirt, and a navy puffer vest without breasts, makeup, glasses, or wigs. Joe Rogan tweeted, shocker. Uh-huh. According to the Sun, Lemieux claimed of a rare condition called gigantomastia and XX chromosomes. Okay, okay, come on, man. It's obviously a hoax, right? Here's why it's important that we get to the bottom of stories like this. Here's why it's important that we um, challenge what these schools are doing. Now, again, this is in Canada, not the United States, but in the United States, we're seeing similar things. From TimCast.com, House Republicans introduced parental rights bill. Legislation would give parents more control over their uh, child's education. House Republicans have advanced a legislative proposal to empower parents to take a more active role in their children's education by reintroducing the Parents' Bill of Rights Act, giving them the right, the protections, the right to review curriculum, to know if the state changes the standards, to meet with each of their child's teachers at least twice during a school year, the right to review the budget, the right to a list of all books and reading materials in school libraries, the right to address school boards, the right to information about violent activity in their child's school, the right to information about plans to eliminate gifted and talent programs at their child's school. I want to come back to this, but I want to talk about how serious things are. There's this tweet from at Red Coast, not Becky on Twitter. It is a screenshot from the detransition subreddit. The reason why we need bills protecting children and parents is because of things like this. I'm going to read for you this uh, post, which is unconfirmed. It's an internet post. Maybe it's fake, but it's disturbing. It says, transitioned too young, mistook dysmorphia for dysphoria. Lost female to male to female, transitioned too young. They write, I transitioned at 11, hormone blockers and testosterone at 12. Top surgery a month after my 13th. I was in eighth grade. Around 15 or 16, I stopped refilling my testosterone prescription and seeing my doctors regularly, and nobody reached out to check on me. I feel a bit abandoned. My mom really did most of the work talking to doctors and getting the ball rolling. Now I'm barely 18 and can barely schedule my own therapy appointments, let alone know how to contact 
what to say to get the process rolling again, to look into implants, check if my hormones are at relatively normal levels. I haven't had a blood panel in years. Sorry if this isn't allowed. I can't vent to anyone in real life, even though I obviously present like a woman. Every time my mom asks if I regret anything, I deny it. I don't want to crush her, even though there is resentment in my heart. I had other underlying mental health problems that went entirely unchecked, not to mention I hit puberty at eight and mistook reasonable discomfort and body dysmorphia as dysphoria. As a, a kid through trans, uh, as a kid thought transition would be a foolproof solution. Now I'm a lost adult. Any advice or support would be immensely appreciated. Part of me wants this individual's mother to be imprisoned by the state for a period of no less than, I don't know, say two or three years and have this child placed in some kind of protective care. Well, they're barely 18, so they're an adult now. They're, they can be on their own. But I'm not sure taking away, well, maybe, maybe imprisonment is probably the right thing to do. This is an adult human female who took a child to have amputations and chemical castration, med- medical interventions. I don't, I don't know if the, the, the young woman is sterile, but this is an adult bringing someone to a doctor for unnecessary medical practices and surgeries, which destroyed their life. I think I don't want my mom to feel bad, even though she's the one who did this to me. There's this old story about uh, Munchausen's syndrome uh, by proxy. A woman had a daughter and she liked the attention she got when the daughter was sick. So she intentionally made the daughter sicker and sicker. Ultimately, uh, in a lot of surgeries, but one was the removal of the uh, uh, saliva glands, salivary glands. So the young girl could no longer produce saliva, so her mouth was always dry, causing her teeth to rot out of her head. She then got a boyfriend who was of low IQ, and I think what happened was she convinced the boyfriend to murder her mother. We're going to be in for a very, very strange, very crooked and nightmarish future. All of these young people being mutilated. And we're going to see a lot more stories like this. Without naming any of these young trans celebrities, I would not be surprised if we find out that some of the most famous trans kids become uh, murderers. Not like they go out and random murder people, but they, they murder their parents or people in their families who did this to them. It's a scary thought, man. And I want to show you why I think it's going to get worse. This is a clip from Bill Maher. We talked about it last night on TimCast IRL. Become a member at TimCast.com to watch the full uncensored segment where we talk a lot about this. Bill Maher says transgenders go way too far in their demands. I want to play for you just a short snippet of this, uh, of this video. Make sure I have the, the audio on properly and let's, uh, let's play it. People like that can freely live the lives they should live with all the dignity and protection of the law that we can afford them, like anybody else in society. I think that's the liberal point of view. The woke point of view is something very different, like, um, well, babies are born now and just jump ball, we don't know what they are. Uh, Congratulations, you have a boy. Well, let's not be hasty. Uh, There's a penis that could be an indication of a male, but it's it's really, uh, we'll find out later, and we can always get rid of it. And it's not wrong to have this discussion. This is something that's very new. Yeah. It's not to shut the, to shut down debate with these words like phobia. You're phobic and you hate. We don't hate. There's no hate. It's not phobic. We're not afraid. We're just discussing something very new that involves children. And what these interventions you're making have repercussions for the entire rest of their lives. And they're about their health, which I think should come first. So 
I think if a trans activist were here right now, they might say, we're not afraid of having discussions and debate, but you're talking about these issues at a time when states like Idaho and Florida and others are talking about banning these procedures, regardless of what the kid and the parents and the doctor want. Well, that's and a that, And that that's like a bigger issue than the term pregnant people. Well, that's probably a backlash that went too far. A backlash that went too far. Ah, yes. You see, Jake Dapper says they want to ban these procedures regardless of what the kid or the parents say. And Bill Maher says, well, that probably went too far. Bill Maher, are you in favor of child sex change surgery? Honest question. I look forward to hearing your answer. Maybe I can send a message out. Bill, we talked about this last night. And the general idea was that Bill Maher probably is, is assuming they're talking about procedures for adults. But Tapper outright said for kids. Now, they might say, we're not afraid of having discussions and debate, but you're talking about these issues at a time when states like Idaho and Florida and others are talking about banning these procedures, regardless of what the kid and the parents and the doctor want. Well, that's and a that, and that that's like a bigger issue than the term pregnant people. Well, that's probably a backlash that went too far. But I'm what, yeah, yeah, I think that it, to to completely ban it, but to ban child sex change surgery is going too far, says Bill Maher. You see, this is this is the issue. I don't see this is the way I described it last night. You know what you can do. The, the argument is if you do not give the individual a sex change, they will commit suicide. And that's a hor horrifying prospect. We don't want anybody getting hurt, right? Okay. If someone comes to you demanding you amputate body parts from them or they'll kill themselves, what do you do? Do you say, well, we better amputate the body part? No, no, no. Hold on there. What's the difference? When we talk about removing someone's hand, a guy says, I have body dysmorphia. I don't want my hand. I need it removed. Otherwise, I'll take my own life. Do we say, OK, or do we prescribe, say, like antidepressants? Do we maybe put them in a, a, what do you call it? A 5150 and hold them until we feel they're no longer a threat to themselves or others? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What we're having now is, for some reason, a different approach. If a child is depressed and threatening self-harm. Um, imagine a teenage girl cutting her arm, cutting because she's feeling emotional pain and that helps. Do we then bring her to a doctor so the doctor can administrate the cuts for her? And the doctor can say, well, we know that cutting is something, something she does to alleviate emotional distress. So we're going to cut for her in a, in, a, in a steroid. No, we say, stop doing this. You need to stop. If somebody keeps eating pennies because they have pica, a syndrome where they eat random things. Do we bring them to the doctor to eat pennies? No. If somebody is anorexic, do we bring them to the doctor to monitor them not eating? No. If they are gorging themselves and becoming morbidly obese, does the doc do we bring them to the doctor so the doctor can watch them eat and make sure they're eating properly and give them the food they want? The doctor says, ah, yes, you're morbidly obese and on the verge of death. Let's, uh, let's give you more of what's destroying your life. 
for some reason, in every circumstance, when there is something that is a threat to the health or life of a child, we do not affirm it. Yet when it comes to this one, when it's chopping off healthy body parts, like this poor young child just said, they just say, okay. How about this? If there is an individual who is experiencing mental distress to the point of suicidal thoughts, we don't give them what they want. We commit them. I know it's a sad thought, a scary thought. I don't like the idea of someone being held against their will, but uh, we don't want people killing themselves. So perhaps we detain them and it's called a 5150 to make sure that they don't. Now, there should be proof. I don't like these ideas that a family member just accuses another family member and the cops lock them up. There should be proof and a warrant, a court order that you are a threat to yourself or others. But this is where we are. We're here where Bill Maher is he gets praise for being a sane liberal who's calling out the wokeness and then literally says banning child sex change surgery goes too far. All right. People are like, Tim Pool's conservative because he opposes child sex changes. And I'm like, that's a really weird thing to say. But that's where we're at. And if that's the case, the slippery slope is not a slope. It's a sheer cliff. And uh, we're not just sliding downhill. We've careened straight off the edge and we are at terminal velocity. Because in the span of only, what, five years, we went from, no, 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 not for kids, it's not happening, to banning it for kids goes too far. Remember when you had that trans activist who said, no one, this is like three years ago, no one is talking about giving surgeries to children. That's not true. And then when they started saying, yeah, actually, these teenage girls are getting their breasts cut off, the trans activist said, no, we were talking about bottom surgeries. And then when you had the story of Jazz Jenning and Kim Petras, minors who got their genitals removed, they went, well, but, but these are, they're old enough. Now, Bill Maher, who's supposed to be the reasonable guy, is like, well, you know, we, sh- we, should, al- we should let some kids get sex change surgery. That's the uh, Overton window shifting. How quickly did it shift? Oh, boy. Part of me understands the accelerationists completely. These are people who oppose it, but are like, yo, it's coming so fast. Let it go and crash into the wall. Because I'll stress that again. It was only like a year or two ago, trans activists were saying, no, 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 no one wants children to get trans surgery. Now, the reasonable liberal Bill Maher is saying banning sex changes for kids goes too far. Talk about an Overton window shift. Whatever, man, let him go. So maybe, just maybe, Big Boob's teacher was just pulling a fast one on the system. I wonder how far Big Boob's teacher will take it. I think what's going to happen is Big Boob's teacher will file a lawsuit because you can't remove someone from their job simply because they chose not to wear prosthetic breasts. The way all of these laws work, I can't speak for Canada, but in the U.S., they cannot discriminate on the basis of what you wear. That means if one day you wear them, they can't discriminate. And if one, one day you don't, they cannot discriminate. Who defines what someone's identity is and who gives you the right? That's the law. The Overton window is falling off a cliff. Plain and simple. Bill Maher, it's disappointing to hear him go on CNN and have to equivocate because he's doing this thing where he's like, I am critical of wokeness. But don't you think this? Yes, I'll concede that because I don't want to go too far and be accused of being conservative. I don't care about what you think conservative or liberal means uh, at all. I'm going to tell you right now, I got moral lines and my line is this. 
I think this teacher may be pulling a hoax, but I still don't think it's appropriate for the big boobs to be in front of these kids. It's going to cause problems. But the system's already allowing it and protecting it. So what do you do? It would seem like this individual, big boobs teacher, is attacking the system, forcing them to remove him as a teacher. And they did. And if the school wins, it will set the precedent that the school has the right to remove an individual who they feel is acting in bad faith. And that's an open interpretation right there. Why? This dude didn't have the big titties on, so that means you can remove him from his job? That makes sense. Trans people have to always be dressed trans or whatever. They can't. A a, a female, a human female can wear blue jeans and and a flannel and the next day a dress and nobody cares. But big boobs teacher wears different clothes and then gets removed from duty. I think the school is going to going to lose. I think big boobs teacher is going to sue and win. I think big boobs teacher is trying to pull a fast one, but doesn't realize it's going to backfire and actually set precedent emboldening the psychotic behavior of what's going on. But you know what? Maybe that's all accelerationism. And maybe people will finally say enough and take a sledgehammer to the figurative glass. Because look, Bill Maher, the reasonable guy, in favor of sex changes for children. Yo, it's time to call it out, okay? And just say no. Just say enough, and we're done with this. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. So there was this big trend this morning. Hershey's Chocolate Bar has launched the Hershey Transgender Promotional Campaign, and it's triggered calls for a boycott. A boycott for which I agree somewhat, I'm not so gung-ho on this one. I really don't care that much that Hershey wants to have a transgender spokesperson. It's not that it's whatever. But uh, it is, you know, uh, everything aside, you got to admit how clever it is that her slash she as pronouns is very clever. Good job, Hershey's. But conservatives are now saying we're not going to buy their products if this is the kind of stuff they're going to support. And I completely agree with that sentiment. I don't care as much, but I agree that conservatives should be doing it if this is what they believe in. Now, the Krasensteins, we've had them on the show, they're liberal pontificators, say the Hershey's boycott shows that cancel culture from the right is much worse than from the left. We compare the differences between the two sides and it's sick. Yeah, it's a grift. You know, just so much of politics and cultural politics is just fake for the sake of outrage. And most people probably don't care. I have to wonder about the Krasensteins if their audience is actually a bunch of liberals or actually a bunch of conservatives. And their game is to say things that will offend conservatives so conservatives read because liberals actually don't care. But there is a a boycott underway. Let's read the news and talk about what's going on with Hershey and why I think it is important. If you believe in something right now, if you disagree with the transgender ideology and the sex changes for kids and all that stuff, you need to boycott any and all companies that are promoting it. Here's the story from the New York Post. Boycott threatened over transgender inclusion in Hershey's Women's Day promo. Oh boy, women. Cancel culture watchdogs want to Hershey's kiss the iconic chocolate maker goodbye. Ha 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 ha, New York Post, always with the puns. Incensed social media critics are threatening to boycott Hershey's after the brand featured a transgender woman in an ad campaign for International Women's Day 2023. The chocolate meltdown came to light after the Pennsylvania-based candy company brought back its she bar, known as her in Canada, in an effort to celebrate the women changing the future, except they decided to use a biological male. 
The rapper features the faces. That was me, by the way. That, that wasn't in the article. The rapper features the faces of five women who were selected to be part of the cacao-fueled empowerment campaign. One of the featured candy promoters is Faye Johnstone, a Canadian transgender rights activist who celebrated her selection on Twitter. The chocolates out of the rapper, Johnstone24 gushed, honored to be featured in this campaign by Hershey's Canada for International Women's Day alongside four brilliant sisters and changemakers. Hmm. You know, I've evolved my, my opinion a little bit on the trans issue for the most part. I'm more so leaning uh, uh, against treatments for people who, in any capacity, who are under the age of 18. And I disagree with the treatment protocol for people over the age of 18, but I'm not in favor of banning it outright. So my view is basically this. If somebody is suffering from some kind of mental disorder or distress or, or circumstance that's resulting in them threatening self-harm, yet we don't just amputate or give, you know, chemical procedures. We, we just watch them, you know, and just make sure they don't hurt themselves or you get therapy and things like that. I think what we're seeing here is very, very strange in that there are a plethora of mental disorders resulting in distress and self-harm, but only one of them do we affirm. It makes me question the affirmation process, but let's read more. It also means a lot to be, in, it also means a lot to be included. As a youngish trans woman, she added, I grew up with few trans role models. Many young trans folks haven't met a trans adult. How this campaign shows trans girls they can dream big and change the world too. Needless to say, Johnstone's inclusion prompted digital torches and pitchforks with Twitter critics calling that an insult to real women. Hershey's is honoring women by featuring delusional, disfigured men on its candy bars. Feel empowered yet, ladies, scoffed Federalist CEO Sean Davis. In Shakespeare's day, women weren't allowed on stage and were played by men, argued teacher Carrie Kellerman. Are we going back to that? How is this progress? <laughs> what? Wow. Men are better at, at everything, even being women, snarked political commentator Jim Teacher. You know, uh, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. More power to Hershey's if they want biological males to represent women. I, I really don't care. But I just, I'm, I'm not going to buy a Hershey's bar. I got a, uh, um, I got a controversial take for this one. Uh, if you oppose the transgender ideology and you do not want this stuff in front of your kids, don't buy their products. And I'm now going to come out and say something that will be shocking. And it's probably, I know I'm going to get a lot of leftists who are really mad at me when I say this, but stop eating garbage sugar. Who, I don't, Hershey's, you should have stopped eating it a long time ago. There's no reason to eat that garbage. It's not even chocolate. Hershey's, your product is trash. Now, that being said, it is delicious. That I understand. But if you want to be a responsible human being, understand that it's not always about just eating candy and enjoying yourself. It's about sometimes making the right decision for yourself, knowing that candy's bad for you. The other day, I enjoyed a fine frozen yogurt, which I believe had chocolate on it. Uh, it did have chocolate. I don't think it was Hershey's, though. But uh, I, I did those cookie dough balls. Oh, man, it was so great. And uh, I don't do it all that often. I don't have sugary nonsense. You're allowed to have sugary nonsense. 
In fact, for the most part, you can eat nothing but sugary nonsense if you want. I'm just saying, if you want to be responsible, you recognize that sometimes it's okay to have dessert. Dessert's fine, but everything in moderation. My point here is, you probably shouldn't be eating Hershey's bars anyway because it's garbage. If you have it every so often, I'm not going like, not, not to tell you how to live your lives. But they're going to get mad at me saying that I'm like food shaming people or something like that. Before we even get to any concept of boycott because they put a trans woman on their candy bar, I'm going to come out right now and just be like, don't eat fake chocolate sugar garbage with hydrogenated oil crap in it. That being said, we got a bunch of protein bars here. Uh, We have a bunch of snacks and drinks and everything for our guests and for our employees. And for a while, we actually were doing these heavily processed, you know, keto bars. And uh, they taste pretty good. But, you know, then we had people say like, hey, man, you're probably better off eating a date than you are eating whatever the hell that word is. And I was like, you know, that's actually a good point. Not all sugar is bad for you. You don't want to eat too much of it. But what we're focusing on now here is higher protein, lower carbs, but more natural everything. So a lot of the stuff that we do have is meat jerky bars, like the protein bars we have now. We get those epic bars. And I can't, I can't order enough of them because everybody just annihilates them. They're delicious. It's like the ingredients for like the bacon one is like, it's like bacon, salt, garlic. Now that's a protein bar right there. And uh, you don't got to eat the sugary garbage. But here's the funny thing. The Krasensteins write that cancel culture from the right is much worse than the left. That's probably bait. I think that they're probably writing articles for me to read and for you to read because the left probably doesn't care. Making some sophist argument about why cancel culture on the right is worse than the left. Uh, yeah, it's not. Like, dude, the left got a guy, a, ra- a NASCAR racer, his sponsors dropped him because his dad in the 80s said a racial slur. Like, in the 80s, like 40 years ago. His dad said something and they're like, we're stripping you of your sponsors because something your dad did. That's very weird. Very weird indeed. But uh, they basically say upon release of the video, there was a boycott, blah, blah, blah. In recent years, Democrats have been at the forefront of the movement to boycott or cancel companies and individuals who engage in racist, hateful or bigoted behavior. This approach is rooted in a commitment to social justice and equality and seeks to hold people and organizations accountable for their actions. Okay, full stop. I'm going to tell you why I'm completely in favor of this boycott. I oppose bigotry and I want social justice. And it is not social justice to affirm the mental distress of an individual in only one circumstance. So I would say this. Either you have to affirm anorexia, affirm morbid obesity. Well, they are affirming morbid obesity, but affirm um, people who are body dysmorphic, transracial, trans species, All of that would need to be affirmed because the criteria is rather similar. Someone experiencing distress over their identity and they want their identity affirmed, but you're only choosing one circumstance. Well, that sounds bigoted and hateful. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm over here, you know, I want to have a candy bar, you know, minding my own business, but Hershey's, they won't put any furries on their candy bars. Why not? Why affirm only one group's identity? Why are you discriminating against the fursona women? You know, maybe there's some like 350 pound morbidly obese man who identifies as a female rabbit that you could put on your candy bar as well. And you think I'm joking. Why are they only choosing one thing to affirm? Why are they ignoring all of the other groups? That sounds bigoted to me, right? So you can't have it both ways, right? Ultimately, what I, what I think in the long run is you, you've got to start boycotting things that go against your values. And that's simply it. So, 
You know, the, the public square app is really awesome because it shows you businesses that agree with American values and you can shop there and you want to support them. If Hershey wants to have a transgender person promoting their women's candy bar, I really don't care. I just won't eat it. And I won't eat it for the main reason that it's garbage and it's bad for you. Granted, like a couple months ago, I went to Hershey Park and we got a whole bunch of Hershey candy. I just won't do that again. I don't care, Hershey. You can do whatever you want. You just can't have money from me. I'll tell you what. Here's what we need to do. Can we get like oh, a non-woke chocolate company? And uh, I got to be honest, too. You need to go the other direction. You need, you need to go heavier with it, guys. You want to boycott Hershey? That's fine. But you got to actually one up it. Okay, you got you got to go. You got We need like a Bible thumping Christian brand. Well, actually, that probably won't work. What you got to do is you got to make a chocolate company and then randomly and abruptly start talking about how the Lord bringeth chocolate and then have like priests on your candy bar. Can we? Do- <laughs> I'm half kidding. You can't just say no to this. There has to be an alternative because people are going to be like, don't know, don't care. I'm going to eat a candy bar. Me, I would just advise everybody to not eat it because it's garbage. But uh, sure, whatever. I'll leave this one there. The next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. From Bounding Into Comics, transgender developer releases anti-gender fascist game Turfenstein 3D to draw a comparison between gender critics and Nazi Germany. The first thing I want to say is it's actually quite disturbing, but kind of morbidly funny. I have a sense of humor. I can look at this and find it to be kind of absurdist humor. But I got to point out, if you are someone who is suffering from a a disorder, a mental disorder in the DSM-5 that could result in you committing self-harm, and then you make a video game where you violently murder people who are your political opponents, I'm very concerned about your mental state. But uh, hey, If you're getting it all out in a video game, it's better than you doing whatever in real life. But I would probably recommend that the person who made this game be placed on some kind of watch, just in case. Just in case. Here's the story. Take the first. I I, I imagine most of you know the game Wolfenstein 3D, that OG DOS first-person shooter. I used to play that when I was a little kid. I still remember the final boss. He would open the door and go, Guten Tag. And then he's got like... You know, and you got you to gotta take him out because he's a Nazi or whatever. And so here, the swastikas are replaced by XX. Like, what? what is that? Like, chromosomes? Anyway, a transgender programmer has launched Turfenstein 3D, a game in which players kill women critical of transgender ideology, otherwise known as TERFs. Okay. Using the acronym TERF, which stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist, and is used to denounce women who don't support trans individuals, even if they support feminist ideals, transgender developer Sandra Moen created Turfenstein 3D, a title that, in essence, is a parody of Wolfenstein 3D. Touted as a first-person shooter about infiltrating gender fascists' facility and disabling their weapons of mass destruction, the game's target audience is assumed to be aware of the transphobic pressure that exists to transgendered people by the media and TERFs. And, oh, look, it's a priest! Yes, they're massacring priests and dogs. That's the craziest thing. Priests, dogs, and women are gunned down with a minigun via Turfenstein 3D. Why the dogs, man? I, I, I mean, I, I get it, but like if people have dogs and are like Nazis had dogs too, but you can't kill them, the dogs. The dogs aren't turfs. Dogs just mind their own business. Anyway, 
While development has been documented on Moen's Twitter profile, the game's first trailer was revealed in 2022 and launched on Steam in January of this year. How is Steam allowing this? Like, you go around killing priests. Moen describes Turfenstein 3D as, as offering LGBTQAI transgender and feminist themes of gender critical people and what a post-war apocalyptic world would look like if gender fascists won. Pretty sure this is not what it would look like. In the dystopian world, fascists have killed and imprisoned all transgender and queer people, subjecting them to harsh conversion therapy, imprisonment, and death. You play as an escapee fleeing the detention center while you exact your revenge. Moen states the game brings to light the very real transphobic violence many transgender people face for just existing. I wonder how much of this game was just ripped off of Wolfenstein, like it's just like a skin. Openly admitting the game is designed to draw a comparison between gender critics and Nazi Germany, all enemies appear to be female or priests <laughs> female. <laughs> you play a man, a male who goes around murdering women. This is more like, they should call it Incel Stein. Incel Stein 3D. Man, I know incels are going to get mad because I said that because it's, it's you, you can't compare the two. A person who is celibate is not the same as someone who wants to go around murdering women. You get the point. Banners and other decorations in the environment are adorned with a Nazi-style XX symbol, white blood splatters against, while blood splatters against the walls. Developed over four months, this solo project is one of many controversial games the developer has made. Being able to artistically express yourself is a proven way to heal trauma and possibly also move on. Hey, I got an idea. What if we made a game called Transenstein, and it was about a bunch of female athletes who live in a post-apocalyptic world where biological men dress up like women and oppress them and take over their spaces. Uh-oh, you'd get banned in two seconds. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This game also hopes to achieve that for players who need, who need it through gameplay, that would stir up hidden and muddied emotions. Please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Even the game's launch trailer prides itself on being the most hated game of 2022 showcasing alleged tweets from Twitter users mocking or condemning Moen's work. Most hated game of 2022, Turfenstein 3D's launch trailer showcases alleged tweets the developers received. While the XX of the enemies could represent the XX chromosomes that indicate a woman on the genetic level, it's strikingly similar to the logo of Women's De Declaration International. The group reaffirms women and girls' sex-based rights and challenges the discrimination we experience from the replacement of the category of sex with that of gender identity. Christina Ellingson, WDI's lead rep in Norway, took the illusion in shockingly calm stride when speaking to Redux. Believing Moen was clearly appropriating the WDI logo, she wondered how Moen would portray a top-level feminazi boss. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crudely made, to be completely honest. Like, like, you could do better with the art. Come on, you, you know, you, know, you want to, whatever. The representation of women's sex chromosomes as resembling Nazi ideology shows how far gone these men often are, Ellingson mocked. Accusations that women who care about women's rights are feminazis is nothing new, though. Male threats of violence against women and girls in the digital space is obvious and ubiquitous. But to men who claim to be women, 
Digital media is used for a kind of gamification of misogyny that is unprecedented. Ellingson pr- proposed. She also cited banned browser extension Shinigami Eyes, which marks social media profiles that fall in the TERFs and transphobic categories. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, let me give y'all a lesson if you're not an anime fan and you don't speak Japanese. Shinigami means like Death God, big Grim Reaper or whatever. Death God. And Shinigami Eyes is a reference to the manga and anime Death Note, in which a person who can a person can receive a notebook called a Death Note that if you write someone's name in it, they will die. You can write you have to you have to write their name down and picture them in your head. However, what if you don't know their name? You can cut a deal with the Death Gods to shorten your lifespan in half to receive the eyes of a Death God, which allow you to see the names of the individuals. You see a name floating above their head and how much time they have left. Because the way it works in Death Note is if you're a death god, you extend your own life by taking the remaining uh, time of the individual. So if there's a person walking around and they have 80 years left, you write their name down, they die, you get their years. If you get the Shinigami eyes as a human, your lifespan is cut in half. You don't gain any years, but you can now see their names. so you can choose to kill people. What they're basically implying with the Shinigami eyes is they are trying, they're threatening you with death, basically. They are saying they want to kill you. Let me just make that one clear. Redux notes, however, that Ellingson was under investigation by the police for stating that male to female transgender women cannot be lesbians or mothers. Were Ellingson to be found guilty, the Norwegian feminists face up to three years in prison. You know, men's rights activists. I, I, I refer to um, biological males who want the right to be in women's spaces as men's rights activists. And then actual men's rights activists get angry because they're like, don't lump us in with those people. I'm like, well, what I'm trying to say is male rights activists is probably a better way to put it. Biological males who want the right to present and assert themselves in spaces traditionally for females. I don't see why they're upset that I call them male rights activists. They're male. They're not female. They just want to present that way. Okay, I don't care. You can present however you want. I just don't have to interact with you. I'm not going to engage you. I think the point here is it's just another example of these are trans people threatening women with death. I mean, just simply put, they're showing the actual logo from an actual organization and then making a game where you go around massacring them. Look, it's a video game. I'm not going to cry about it. I might even play it to see what it's all about. I don't know. I wouldn't buy it, though. But maybe maybe we'll do a playthrough. This would be really funny. Let's set up. I'll set up a Twitch account. And then we will play the game and see if Twitch gets mad about it. I don't like Twitch. Twitch is woke as they come. They say touting itself as a truly pro-women, pro-child safeguarding platform in their about page. Redux also shows Moen's controversial history. They cite court records they obtained reportedly involving Moen with their name, uh, though their name is redacted. The records detail an incident where presumably Moen experienced being harassed in the changing room by an unknown woman in July 2016 when she was spoken to after showering. The alleged incident took place at the SIS Sports Center at the university Mo was attending. A, believed that her body was uncomfortable and that people like her should not, should not be allowed to be in the women's wardrobe. Despite having male genitalia, Moen allegedly justified she was a legal, legally a woman due to documentation several months prior. As such, the woman was allegedly investigated for harassment, but was reportedly rejected on appeal. It's kind of just crazy that this is the... Uh, whatever, man. Let it all come crashing down, I suppose. A rocket launcher gives multiple foes. What is it? What is that? What gives multiple foes? 
yeah, via Turfenstein 3D. So it's a lot of priests. They're all women. I love how the priests are women, too, because I'm pretty sure women can't be priests. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some denomination where they can. Whatever. What do I know? But uh, I, I, I think, OK, you know, you get the point. What is this? A space explorer is assaulted by ghosts of Earth asking medical questions a transgender person may encounter. I think this person is dangerous and unwell. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. I have good news for everybody who plans on flying with United Airlines. You will be able to fly in a plane where the entire crew is LGBTQ. Personally, I feel safer knowing that my pilot bangs dudes because that matters why. It's the weirdest thing about all of this pride stuff and everything is that I grew up and it was like, mind your own business. Whatever somebody wants to do in the privacy of their own home, they're allowed to do. Now they're saying outright, like, your pilot likes banging men. And I'm like, please don't tell me that. I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. More power to him. But how is that supposed to make me feel flying on a plane? Is it supposed to matter to me? Am I now going to be like, I'm going to fly on that plane because then you get a gay pilot? What? You're stewardess. She's not actually. Is, is the idea like if you're a if you're a lesbian, you can fly and then the, the flight attendant will be a lesbian. So you could hit on her or something. Because traditionally, it's like a busty female attendant and the guys are hitting on her. Or what is it? Is it that like if you're a guy, you, you can't hit on the fly? What's the point of this? Here's the story from the Post Millennial. On Tuesday, United Airlines posted a video to Twitter showcasing one of their planes being outfitted with rainbow graphics in honor of their pride and partnership with Virgin Australia. This koala crew from San Francisco to Sydney with an all-LGBT crew for Pride in partnership with Virgin Australia. Like, oh, listen to that, that music. They're getting it. Oh, he's, 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 they're, they're painting the plane with a little rainbow. And they got fancy music. Oh, the koala's got UA in its sunglasses. Congratulations. I'm pretty sure this is illegal. Like, I don't think you can say, hey, who wants a job? Uh, but you can only do it if you have a specific sexual orientation. Like, I think we literally outlawed that. But here's the funny bit. It was never about equality. You know, we get all these things like the Civil Rights Act and all that stuff. And a lot of it did bring about equality. And I'm, I'm, I'm happier for it. But now it's about anti-equality. They're like, you can't discriminate against us. And then we're like, OK, fair point. No more discriminating against this group of people. Then that group of people come, comes out and says, now we deserve our own space where you can't come. And it's like, hey, hey, hey hold on. That's discrimination. But I asked what they're doing. The flight which saw an all-LGBTQ uh, crew fly from San Francisco to Sydney, was blasted by Twitter users with many questioning what a crew member's sexual orientation or gender identity has to do with arriving safely at their destination. Robbie Starbucks says, United, how are you qualified as a pilot? My pronouns are Zzer. Say no more. You're hired. I don't, I don't think it would be like that. I think the bigger problem is that they would be like, we're looking for a pilot. My name's John. Uh, what are your pronouns? What does that mean? Eh, get out. What about you? My name is Zork. Uh, what are your pronouns? Zub Zub. Uh, you're, you're hired. Like, they'll know how to fly. But then, like, you're going to be on a plane, and you're going to be sitting there, and then you're going to get that, uh, that intercom thing where it's like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is flight 1733 from New York to Chicago's Midway Airport. Uh, we got a long flight today, a bit of headwinds, gonna, sorry for the delay. 
Flight attendants will be passing through momentarily to bring drinks. Please keep your seatbelts on when the seatbelt light is on. And I like banging dudes. And the man sitting next to me also does as well. Maybe we might bang each other. Do we need to know that? Is that what we need to hear when we're on a plane? Can you just tell? First of all, you ever been on a plane and the pilot won't shut the up? He just keeps going. And I'm like, my guy, I am trying to watch Madagascar. OK, the lemur dude is trying to get the nut or whatever. And you, you keep talking and it's freezing my movie. And then he, and now what? Now I gotta, I'm going to get on a plane and just want to make sure you all know everybody here's gay. Dude, I don't care if you're gay, man. That's fine. But what is this? Here we go. Here's another one. United Airlines. This koala flew. As a 1K member and business owner, I just want to know what someone's sexual preference has to do with getting me to my destination safely and on time. Uh, agreed. At what point in the hiring process is this information requested by United? Ooh, that's a good one. Can you imagine that? It's like, imagine being a dude who's like, you have, you're LGBT or whatever, and you know, and they, you're, you apply to be a pilot. And then you, the guy's hiring, he's got his notepad out, and he's like, all right, let me just uh, take some notes here. Your name is Bill Smith, and uh, how tall are you? And they're like, 5'9", uh, okay, 5'9". How many flight hours do you actually have? Like, oh, I actually have, you know, X amount. I don't know how many you're supposed to have. And uh, you've, you've flown commercial before? Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful. And um, when you're having sex with a person, do you prefer that person to be male, female, or other? And then, the, like, what are you supposed to answer to that? Be like, I'm not telling you this. Well, if you don't tell me. How can we put you on our all LGBTQ plane? Which means at some point, HR at United requested the sexual orientation of these employees. Is that legal? Like, are you, are you, are you allowed to do that? It makes me wonder about when you're applying for a job and they ask you your race. And they're like, don't worry, we're not going to use your race for any reason. I don't believe you. Like, you ask someone their sexual orientation now on, on their application or whatever, and then you do this. How long until they're like, fly on our plane from, you know, London to Belfast with an all black crew? And I don't care. Like, why are you telling me this? It makes it makes me feel weird. Here's another one. Mike, Mike, on uh, Mike Grain again says, I'll pass. I want a pilot that was hired for flight qualifications, not because of a group he she belongs to. No, 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 no. It's this. I want a pilot that was hired for their flight qualifications, not because they bang a certain type of person. I don't care about that. It's immaterial to the one of these planes. You're, you, one of these days, you're going to get a bridge collapse or a building collapse. And it's going to be like, well, we had the option to hire the best engineer. But this guy over here said he liked banging dudes. So we decided to hire him instead. Like, sure, I guess. Because what I want in an airline, even above it, confirming the pilots are competent, experienced and customer focused, is knowing that the airline has confirmed the entire flight crew has atypical sexual preferences. Good times. That's right. That's right. My number one concern when I fly is who the pilot is sleeping with. The only way to feel safe for sure. There's this viral video going right now where like a battery explodes in a plane. And could you just imagine like you're on a plane and some lithium ion battery blows up and there's smoke filling everything and you're coughing and it stinks and you're like, help. And they're like, don't worry, the flight attendant's gay. These are the priorities of woke people. And that's why I do feel like everything's crumbling and falling apart. Maybe that's just me. You know, I don't want to be blackpilled or anything like that. But when like we're no, it's I'm imagining a scenario where it's like a guy collapses on a plane and they're like, this man's having a heart attack. Is anybody a doctor? No, but I'm gay. And, and like, that's the kind of future that woke people want. And everyone claps. They're like, congratulations for that. Now about that doctor, about that. No, but have the gay guy do it. 
It used to be about qualifications, your skills and what you can do. And now they're they're specifically putting people in flight crews based on their sexual preference. You know what? I'm going to be honest, guys. I would avoid that flight. Any flight where you tell me the crew is all one thing or another, I'm going to take a different one because it's already scary enough for many people to be in a giant flying sky tube going 600 miles an hour, let alone to, to hint that the qualifications of the people here are not their flight hours, but like their private life. Like imagine, imagine this, imagine you get on a plane and they're like, we just want to let you know everybody flying the plane today, they're actually day traders. You're going to be like, can they fly? Probably, you know, they're pilots, but all of them we got from Wall Street. And it's just like, does that indicate that these are the best people for the job and I should feel safe for this? Now I'm going to, I'm going I'm to be honest. The pilots will get mad about this one, but a lot of it's autopilot anyway. You know, you're up in the sky and they take off and landing are the real difficult things that the real danger is. But for the most part, they even have auto land. I was on a plane once and it was so foggy. They were like, we can't, we can't wait. Uh, the fog rolled in. We're going to auto land. So everybody turn off your phones and all that stuff. And then the plane landed itself. So maybe, maybe that's where we're going. I got to be honest. The future is going to be really weird. I watched this video about uh, these guys. It's uh, the Corridor Crew. Yeah, have you seen this one? They, they made an anime where they act out the roles with a green screen and then use stable diffusion to turn them into anime characters. And they type in what they want. And I thought about something. We are building AI off of this library of internet content. And it's learning based on that. And then it's going to speak English. And we're going to talk to the AI and say, make me a cartoon about a ninja who fights Shinigami. And uh, it means death god. I think I talked about that in the previous segment. And then um, it'll make it for you. But what happens when it starts breaking down and starts producing things that don't make sense because it's going to need input back into it? You know what I mean? I wonder if that's the future. Humans will be chaotic, ill-mannered, and underdeveloped, and really dumb. Because there will be no reason to be smart. There's a video I played yesterday on Timcast IRL. A woman tells a story about socialism. She says, students in a college thought that socialism worked. The teacher said, we're going to do an experiment. We'll average out all of your grades. That way, no one will fail, but no one will get an A either. No one will be exceptional, but no one will fail. After the first test, the average score was a B. Those who studied hard and got perfect scores were upset. Their, their score was dragged down. And those who didn't study were, were cheering because they got a B and they didn't even do anything. So the next time the test came around, the people who worked really hard said, what's the point? I'm not going to get a good score anyway. So they stopped. The people who didn't study studied less, and then everyone got a D. And the next time it came around, everyone got an F because there was no incentive on doing well. That's where we're going with AI. There will be no reason to be a better person. There will be no reason to improve. The plane will fly itself. So they'll just, what, what, this is where we're going. Understand this. The plane can fly itself, right? But they'll need a pilot who can press the emergency button. Okay, then who are they going to pick? They ain't going to pick the pilot. Pi plane flies itself. They're going to pick the, you know, gay, trans, disabled person of color. Because they're going to be like, you know, it checks all the boxes. And if you don't need to really be able to do anything, then there you go. That's future, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.